Hello, everyone, and welcome Hello. to episode 168 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. It's a movie news and reviews and just general chit chat show. I am one of your hosts, Braden, they, them, joined as always by my wonderful uh, co host, co owner, co conspirator, collaborator, co clo waker. Uh, it's Alex, he, him. Hello. How I am co dependent as well. <laughs> Completely codependent. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Actually, I don't feel theorist. like. Actually, I don't feel like I am codependent. I no, don't, you're, I you're not. You're you're actually very independent. I will give I'm you very, that. I'm independent. I'm independent. You're guys. an in- independent woman who don't need no man. And uh, Brayden, how often does my microphone peak when you're listening to the broadcast? Um, I I would say only I feel when like it peaks a lot. Only when you really, really give it some gusto. But that's not too often. It's, it's, oh, it's pretty good. Fuck, fuck, then obviously I'm not doing a good job if I'm not giving a gusto. <laughs> no, you, it means you're actually balanced. I'm not balanced at all. The second we uh, get hyped up and chatting about really dumb comic book movie shit, that's where I lose. It. But um, Dumb comic book shit is why we're here, though. That is mostly why we're here nowadays. Why we're here. Um, but surprisingly... There's, there's there's nothing on the Marvel front at the moment. She hawks around the corner, so you can look Ooh. forward to me yabbering on about Can't that a heck of a storm. bunch. But um, Alex, but, um, you watched the end of an Oh epic. my god. I did. It ended. Guys, I finally watched Despicable Me 3. And, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, haven't, I didn't. Don't worry. Okay, that's, that's what we call comedy in the podcast game. Um. I watched the, the the series finale, which sounds super weird to say, mm. um, of Better Call Saul ended earlier tonight. Right. It aired, it came out, that's it. There's no more. That is the last. As of recording this and everything we know at the moment, that is the last uh, piece of content we will get in the Breaking Bad universe. Mm. Yeah, they came out this week, wasn't it, and said that? It, he said nothing's planned. He's open to it, but he doesn't have any plans or yeah. like uh, desires to go back to it. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we've spent what a decade or so with them. Yep. Wow. Wow. Obviously, we can't go into spoilers. It only just came out. Brayden's yet to watch. Yeah, I'm yet to uh, watch any Soul. Better Call Saul. So, so I, I will get um, there. It will get there. This had to. This was the finale of Better Call Saul, but also the finale to Breaking Bad mm. as well. So a lot uh, of because, pressure. Because the finale is set entirely post Breaking Bad okay. with some, some flashbacks to events during Better Call Saul and during Breaking Bad. Right. We get some flashbacks, but majority of the show is... Uh, in the Better Call Saul timeline. I oh, know yeah. in the post Breaking Bad timeline, black and white. Yeah. So, which is a really fun choice that they did there to have it be black and white. Mm-hmm. It astounds me of like this, and this isn't like someone described it today where Breaking Bad had action sequences, but Better Call Saul had law, uh, courtroom sequences that that were its action sequences. That's cool. I like that. So the finale. Series finale wasn't action packed. It was more low key. It was just kind of like Breaking Bad was just like, this is it. We have some big thing to do. Yeah. Action. Let's do this. Better Call Saul went, 
we're cruising through here. Like, we're going to take it slow, and we're just going to come to the end. Yeah. Like, a gradual stop. That's... And... I appreciate that. It didn't have to end on, like, the biggest bombs dropping and, like, no. crazy twist reveals or anything. A lot of fun appearances from other characters uh, in the Better Call and Breaking Bad uh, roster. Nice, so, nice. Uh, the, some really... The BBB... C S the B B B C S U. What? <laughs> I, I think we'll just call it B B. Breaking Bad, B- Better Call Saul. Universe. The I B- think we'll just call it the B B U, Breaking the B- Bad Universe. The the B U, the B U. Um. So always, I, it's really hard to get into it, but uh, yeah, standouts of the it. show will always be uh, Bob Odenkirk. You yeah. know, no one thought that Better Call Saul would work. Yeah, as, as a its spin-off. own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was skeptical of it, and mm. everyone ate shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were all uh, proved wrong. Yeah, uh, he is incredible as Jimmy McGill and Saul Goodwin, and also Gene. Um, mm. All three iterations of this character, he knocks every single one of them out of the park. That's so uh, You really see his range as an actor throughout the series, and including this final episode. Oh. Um, big shout-out to the actor that plays Kim. Um, she has been consistently the best character throughout the show. Um, Kim may be one of the best characters in the Breaking Bad universe, period. Um, what, what she goes through, uh, just her arcs and her decisions she makes are all incredible and top-notch writing. Played by um, Rhea Seahorn. Yeah, I think I, th- I didn't want to butcher her name because I think it's just pronounced Ray. Yeah, Ray Sion, yeah. Mm. That seems right. Um, so Good for she's her. incredible. Uh, Jonathan Banks is Mike Ehrmantraut throughout mm. Better Call Saul. Incredible. Yeah. Proven that he he has a scene. Like, I'm just talking about the whole show at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, scene, it's, it's the end. You've got to reflect on the whole mm, thing. He has a scene earlier in the series, like uh, maybe season three or four, mm. where he kind of reflects on um, how he let his son down Ooh. and something he did that, um, you know, he, like uh, he brought his son into a situation where uh, he, um, he really let his son down and something happened to his son and he gives this amazing uh, performance when he's talking about it. He talks about how he, how he broke his boy and he let his son down. Mm. And like it's incredible. And it's like he's one of the best actors in the show. Everyone in this show is one of the best actors. <laughs> like, <laughs> they really just, they nailed casting. They found mm-hmm. these incredible actors who can just deliver any performance given to them. And the direction of the actors is incredible too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Michael Mando as Nacho. Um, I have no idea who that is, but that sounds great. Uh, he was um, that Michael Mando played Scorpion in Homecoming. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone so, who I I I will be surprised if they ever appear in the MCU ever again. But we'll see. Yeah, he's hanging out in prison with uh, Michael Keaton at the moment. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. well, not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. Uh, Morbius. Thanks, um, Morbius. Anyway, so. Like, he's top-notch. Everyone's top-notch. The guy that plays Howard Hamlin is top-notch as well. Howard um, Hamlin. And then you've got uh, the guy that plays 
uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck McGill, Jimmy's older brother or Saul's older brother. Uh, incredible as well. I, I just a shout out to the, the every team um, that worked on the show. Everything, every aspect of it's top notch. Um, it's really TV at its best. It's like, like we said, it's it's not better than Breaking Bad. It's more Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, ha- shout out to Earthling Brenton who just dropped a hello in the chat. How you doing, my dude? Hey, hello. Um, Oh my Michael, god! People don't normally Brent, jump in. I on know, the, I know. Brenton, lives. Earthling Brenton, thank you for reminding us of the name. Michael uh, McKeon. is that Chuck? I there hope if it's Chuck, incredible. Um, it's really one of the the best shows we received ever. It's like, do, do you it's, think it's like because cause Breaking Bad was like the the thing of the TV moment at the time, and like we've really this past decade, we've really been seeing that evolution from traditional TV to more streaming. Well, Breaking Bad, and I'd say Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones really um, elevate, just show that TV can be as good as movies. Yeah. Because there was a stigma for the longest time where it was, TV's not as good as movies. Yeah. Um, ah, shout out, Brent. Uh, Earthling Brennan, just watch the finale as well. Oh, uh, no, no spoilers. No spoilers in the chat, but what did you think of it? Let us know. Yeah, um, definitely let us know your thoughts. Because, um, so, yeah, we don't really want to spoil it for everyone, but no. um, it'll be okay. But, you know, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad really proved that um, TV can just be as good as the movies. Mm. Have you heard and, anything uh, coming out of, the, uh, out of the preview premiere of the bloody dragon show? No, but that and I keep forgetting which one's coming out closer. Is it that or the Game of Thrones show? Um, no, Game of Thrones, the other one, Lord of the Rings show. Oh, I yes. To be completely honest, I don't care about either one. I don't give a flying fuck about either of them. But yeah. I've heard that the Dragon show is apparently it's 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 people are liking it. But again, these are people like the only person who I've seen respond to it at all is someone who's like a massive. Game of Thrones, Harry Potter person. So, like, mm. I'm not particularly uh, in full belief of that person's opinion, but I'm interested to see what the general audience thinks of it. Because, yeah. like, like, we're in this bubble where, like, we've seen a lot of the, like, hate that the end of Game of Thrones got. Of but, course. like, general audience, like, just general people out on the street, I don't think they're in the same boat. So I assume they'd see, oh, a new Game of Thrones show. Sweet. They'll just jump on board. Like my pa, he will just see that and be like, "Yeah, I'll jump on that," and he'll probably love it. Yeah, Game of yeah, Game of Thrones finale really did a number of most people. Yeah. It um. Is. But yeah, no, I I thought in terms of wrapping up the Breaking Bad universe, um, incredible, great, great series finale. Uh, you know, medical souls just more Breaking Bad. Just neither one is better. <laughs> that should be the tagline that it, it says on the box now. <laughs> Better call Saul. It's just more Breaking Bad. I can't wait to watch all of it in like a big hit when you go from... Because I really think that you will have to watch Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, then El Camino. Yeah. Um, Or even Breaking Bad, El Camino, then Better Call Saul. Yeah, watching it in the Um, order it came out. Just because Saul looks like everything, especially the finale, um, really looks like that it... You know, you can't watch... You can't do Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, El Camino unless someone heavily edits all the, the future parts of Better Call Saul out. Would you, 100, would you watch an edited version where it is everything in chronological order? 
So it is everything, like, it, randomly at times it just cuts straight back into Better Call Saul. And could then it cuts imagine, back to Breaking Bad. Could you imagine that video oh. file? Oh my god, it would be horrendous. Yeah. Um, so. That'd be yeah, very funny. I mean. I, I, I respect the people who make those types of lists. Like, the people who went through and, like, here's the correct order of Clone Wars to watch oh, it. Because it's fucked. Because um, no one wants to watch all the Clone Wars, like, no. like on Disney+. Plus. Because it it's a around. mess. It's a complete mess. I, I commend the people who go through and make those lists. The people who are like, here's where it fits in the timeline. Especially with, like, the Star Wars books as well and the comics. Like, finding where they fit in the timeline is a tough job. And people go out there and they do it. I could See, never do it. In the chat, Earthling Brenton just dropped. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul Season 1 to 4. El Camino, Better Call Saul Season 5 to 6. Interesting. It needs to be heavily added still, in my opinion, because Mm. um, it's only only really the last three or four episodes of Better Call Saul that Mm. completely are set either during Breaking Bad or after. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah. That kind of gives me the vibes of, like, Suggesting people watch Star Wars, A New Hope, Empire, and then watching the prequels, and then Return of the Jedi. It's well, kind of what that feels like. It's funny you say that, because Earthling Brenton... I'm just going to go Brenton. Um, Brenton. <laughs> Brenton just dropped in the chat. Uh, I'm currently watching Star Wars in release order at the moment, live action only. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, very much what you're saying. Yeah. He's doing it. Well, I mean, yeah, doing it with that way where you shove the prequels between Empire and Return... That's a very strange way to watch it because you get the... because no, you get Darth Vader's... You get the review <laughs> and then you get all of the backstory that gets shoved out 20 years later. Love it. Great. Apparently the ILM documentary series on Disney Plus is very good. Okay. Um, but the one complaint I have heard about it is uh, from a very avid um, pop culture person in Adelaide, Sean Fuster. Um, he said he was watching it and he was really enjoying it except for the fact that it kind of comes across as Disney being like, hey, we have the original edits, the original versions of Star Wars before they added all the CG crap. We have them, and we're teasing you with them in this documentary, but we're not going to release them. That's what annoys me. I I really thought for a second there, when Fox, uh, Disney bought Fox, Mm. that they would would release... The Star Wars original unaltered so editions, the so despecialized easy. editions, as they call. That's a that's a lot of money Plus. sitting there. Oh my god! Put on Disney ma- Plus, sell them the as four Ks. Oh. You know, you get idiots like me buying them. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, they would make a fuckload. They would make a lot of money actually, from them. If they, hey, Disney, I, hit us up. We'll make you money. I mean, it's the same argument that um, I've made a lot of the time with um, Nintendo. Like, Nintendo Switch is perfect. It, it, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. I want a stream deck so bad because it's like a Switch, but better. Um, but the thing is, I want to give Nintendo my money. I want to play old po- the old Pokemon games on my Switch. Yeah. And I physically can't do that. There is no physical way for me to give Nintendo so my the money. Emulators. Exactly. At that point, that's considered pirating. Or I can ah. buy the original Game Boy version for like $300 and then I can, I can technically emulate it depending on what country I'm in. Laws are like, I just want to give Nintendo $90 and I get 
Pokemon legally, and I can play it on my Switch. But again, it's no, the same thing with gotta, Disney with Star Wars. Nah. We got to do the illegal avenue. We got to keep going down there. We got to do it illegally. Uh, Brenton um, wants to know if we're Australian too, Braden. You bet we are. If, Hello. If our if our horrendous accents couldn't give it away, um, we yeah. are very much. Uh, we are we are South Australian based. Adelaide, we, born and bred. It's funny listening to Australians in American situations where, mm. like, you you like WWE. Let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, they have a, another WWE tangent. <laughs> uh, there's a wrestler on WWE. She's from Adelaide. Um, her name's right. Raya Ripley. Yes. Um, and you don't give her a mic because she has got the. Uh, <laughs> She's got like that. Hello, I'm Raya Ripley. Hello, <laughs> hello. G'day, how you going? Yeah, nah. Yeah, just I, like that. It is, uh, it is appalling to listen yeah. to, and uh, no Australian should ever speak. It's really <laughs> In general. one of the worst accents there is. Yeah, it's quite like, like you get so many variations on the accent as well. Like, we got the posh version. I guess we're toned down. Yeah, Adelaide's considered like Adelaide. You get the you get the slightly posh version. Yeah, we're we're hoity. But like, but like anytime you hear someone and it's like, oh, they've got they've got that real bogan accent. Head down to Dubbo, and then you're down you know, to Dubbo, mate. Oh, mate. You go oh, well, that's rural. the thing. If you if you if you get a couple drinks into us, we'll we'll start talking like that too. So mm-hmm. it's not a easy to get in taxis too. True. True. Anyway, Better Call Saul. It's, Better Call Saul. Good. It, everyone should watch. Everyone go watch that. Um, um, ASAP. Now, I've just started watching a show. Apparently. No, you so I, I know, right? I, me Don't, watching something. Brayden doesn't watch anything, guys. On a movie and TV show podcast? Bullshit. How dare. How dare you. Um, straight up, I have watched the first four of the mm-hmm. ten episodes of Sandman on Netflix. He's um, the Sandman. It being the adaptation of the Neil Gaiman comic book series. Oh, he's got it at the ready. He's got it in the holster, doesn't he? Uh, no, I don't. I don't actually. I thought, you, I thought you were putting your hand down. Just oh, like, man, that would have been great, though, wouldn't it? Just bam, all, all four books. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Um, it is available at greenlightcomics.com. Uh, you can, You're telling you can... me you've got that all that shit behind you there and you don't have... I don't have Sandman yet. Um, no. I was just... I, I've got Marvel and DC. Down there, I, actually have, I do actually have quite a lot of other stuff. But um, Other. I can't see it. I've got one one, uh, one new one, one recently. One. It's a um, it's a uh, like choose your own adventure. Um, it's wild. It's weird as hell. Anyway, that's a big tangent. Um, I watched the first four episodes of oh, Sandman. Sandman. Tell us about the Sandman. If so, if like myself, with not know, Matt Smith, you with not Matt Smith. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name, but I, mm-hmm. his voice is way deeper than you expect. He's a very uh. skinny, scrawny little man. And he's like, apparently on set, they had to tell him to stop doing the Batman voice because he was going uh. too deep and too gravelly. Going too Batman. But like, he's a scary sounding dude. Um, this show, if, if, if you know nothing about the comic going in and you're just like, I'm just going to give Which this a go. Uh, you're going to watch this first episode and be like, what the fuck is this show? Because it's so weird. And the first episode is, it gives you just enough, but it's also so self-contained in the events that happen in that first episode that, like, it feels like nothing's happened, but everything's happened. Yeah. And you're only just on the cusp of finding out what this world is like. It is 
bonkers. Um, Neil Gaiman, I want whatever you were having in the 80s and 90s because, goddamn, you, like, oh, the concepts and ideas in this story. Um, I had a flick through the comic today at work now that I've watched the start of the series, and they've made some significant changes from the book, which I actually highly appreciate because just from flicking through the book, comparing it to what I just watched, having this completely modernized, really refined version of it. Um, I found the same thing with Invincible, where Invincible had a decade to think about how it wanted to tell its story in a refined way for a, a TV medium. Yeah, and Robert Kirkman even admitted that the Invincible is coming out now. He's a better writer. So yeah. he's fixing everything up. Yeah, I mean, he's had a decade of writing to improve. Mm-hmm. And you think about your stories from the past and you're like, oh man, I could really edit that. If I put that there, that'll be so much better. And if we cut out this little bit and instead replace it with this, it'll be a lot better. And you're seeing that in Sandman as well, um, because they've made changes not only to modernize it. So not just every character is a white man, um, but just in the sense of like the, the twists on everything are so fun. And like visually you're able to achieve a lot in a fantasy comic book. But yeah, with the cinematography being as weird as it is at times in this show and the visual effects that you're able to do to really give those bonkers abstract thoughts some crazy visualization, which a lot of it, they, they get ideas from the comic, but they just bring it to a whole nother level in the show so far. Um, yeah. It is a delight and it's weird. Like, I, this show is not for everyone. This show is not for, a, I don't think it's for a general audience at all. Could you, like, what is it most like? Like, if you had to set, relate it to something, what would you say, like, just so I can get, like, a uh, yeah hmm. a ballpark, like a little thing on my meter if I go, well, that looks like this. Okay, so I'm trying to think of a comparison for something that, because basically it's Not a- like Watchmen? The Watchmen show? No. <laughs> no. Um, so basically you're thinking of this bonkers fantasy world where, like, I don't even know how to describe it, honestly. I've watched four episodes of the damn thing, and I still... Like, I can tell you the premise and the plot, but yeah. comparing it to stuff is weird because, like, you start off... So you start off and it's set... You follow the events of what happens to Dream, mm-hmm. uh, who is one of the immortals. Um, and I, I've only been introduced to one of them so far. But the immortals are people who interact with the gods and otherworldly presences and otherworldly beings and parts of creation and stuff. So not only do you have Dream, who's in charge of everyone's dreams and everyone's nightmares, the but then man. you also, he is the Sandman. You also then get, uh, you get Lucifer, Morningstar and Hell. Okay. Um, you get Cain and Abel, which is... Is it like Preacher? Actually, Can yes. We... Yes. Actually, yes. Okay. It's like Preacher. Only, you know I like Preacher. Yes, you did like Preacher a lot. But less like a comedy, so, I guess. Yeah, less, less comedy and less... If we less took Preacher seriously. Grotesque. Yeah, if, if, if you gave Preacher to... If, if Garth Ennis wrote Preacher, and then they did Preacher, and then you gave Preacher to Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman was like, oh, this is a little bit crass. Let me, 
let me mature this, this up a bit. Um, yeah, say, man. yeah. Actually, I think you've nailed it because I haven't watched Preacher and I haven't read Preacher. Well, you should. I I should. Um, but it's I think sad that, you... that it's sad that no one watched the show and yeah. they had to wrap it up quickly. Yeah, it wasn't really as widely received. But I think that's going to be the same with Sandman. I do not think this has a general audience behind it at all. Because uh, any general audience who's like, oh, yeah, I'll give this thing a go, I feel like they're going to watch that first episode and they're going to be like, that nah. was fucking nothing. Like, you, re- like, you, the only reason I really continued watching it is because I knew the pedigree that came behind it with it being Neil Gaiman Sandman, the world renowned comic. And yeah. it's known for its completely bonkers characters and its bonkers ideas. And how it plays with these concepts. So people who don't know that, they're like... People who don't know that going in, they unless have they're the... watching a trailer beforehand and they're like, oh, there's all this cool stuff that's coming, but you just don't get much of it in that first episode. In the yeah, first episode, that... you don't get Patton Oswalt as a raven. You don't get uh, the gender-bent John Constantine of Joanna Constantine played by uh, the person who was uh, one of the companions on Doctor Who, which is great. Um, you don't get uh, the really tall blonde woman from Game Star Thrones. Wars and Game of Thrones, um, Gwendolyn Christie. You don't get Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer Morningstar, the Queen of Hell, which is a great scene, and it's bonkers. And it's, it's so crazy. But you don't get that. It might, in the first might just work. It's so crazy. It might just work. Yeah, like that's the thing. The second I was through into the second episode, and we're getting more crazy stuff going on, I was on board. Like I want to know what's happening. I want to see the next crazy thing that they bring up. Um, it's got uh, the guy who played Remus Lupin. Um, hey, David Thewis. Yes, he. Like I don't want to get into spoilers, but he shows up. And the plot is going in a really interesting direction with his character. And I'm very excited to see what happens with him. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a very interesting show. Um, I did read a headline before I watched <gasps> it that said it's Not basically the best advertisement for the comic ever. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, hey, if you enjoy this, you would really love everything the comic does. Um, Please watch the comic or buy the comic. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit like that. Um, it is edited. It's got a good rating on Tomatoes. Yeah, it is edited and filmed in a really weird way, but I think it's done in that style to be strange and off-putting and put you off balance because it's all about the dream and the nightmares and reality not quite being what it seems and there being more to it. Um, Did they film it all at once? Um, uh, this entire no, sorry, episode. sorry. Do they drop it all at once? Yes, yeah. So all ten okay. episodes are out there. You can binge it to your heart's content. Um, I I binge watch four episodes, and I wanted to watch more, but I do need sleep as a human being. We all need it. Um, but uh, oh, also there is a bad guy. <laughs> oh, he's he's kind of a bad guy. Naughty bad boy. guy in this show who you're gonna love. Me? Yeah. He he is so preacher. It's not funny. Is it? Okay. Um, he's called the Corinthian. The Corinthian? Yep. And I want you right now to Google the Corinthian. Google Sandman the Corinthian. Oh, well, I love Boyd Holbrook, who plays him. So. Yep. So right, I, I just, I just, I just want just you to look at the cast list. 
Yep. Earth I want man. you to look at his visual design as a character because I think well, you're really going to enjoy it. Boy Holbrook better be a you better be a cowboy of some some sort. He's got a great um, accent. Yep. He 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 brings in that that southern accent. It's great. Sure. Um, I'm very excited for you to see what the Corinthian looks like. Okay. Oh. He's got the, the the glasses and the hair. He's got the glasses and the hair. Uh, have you seen what's under the glasses? No, I'm trying to... White eyes? Is it just white eyes? They are mouths for eyes. Oh, they are mouths for eyes. Oh, my God. Yep. So there's not a lot of photos of him without That's good. You don't really want to spoil it for too many people, but like, I feel like it's a good draw in, so I want people to know about it. Yeah. Wow, um, those are mouths for eyes. Yep. Yep. It's quite... Quite scary and quite off-putting. Um, that is terrifying. Those are mouths for eyes, people. But he's con- he's dressed so well, and he looks fantastic. Other than his absolutely terrifying eyes. Bless. Corinthian salmon. I'm just trying to get like a decent photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a recent. Um, there's a recent comic miniseries all about the Corinthian at the moment, um, and the covers the covers for it are just disgusting. There's one that has him sitting at a table uh, eating a steak and he's, it's a very bloody steak and he's eating it, but he's eating it with his eye. It's horrible. That's weird. It's so gross. That's scary. Yep. But uh, I I do highly recommend it. If you're willing, if you're willing to stick with it through that first episode, you will get to some bonkers shit. Bonkers shit. And we love bonkers shit. It's, uh, it, it, it's good fun. I'm very interested to see what the hell they're going to do with these next six episodes. Because, like, you get to the end of episode four and you're like, okay, now we've got, now we've got a plot brewing. Now we've got a something happening. I'm here for it. Um, well, yeah. I've been down other rabbit holes this week. Oh, rabbits. You follow me, if you follow me to my rabbit hole. I, I, um, bring us into your rabbit hole. I have been continuing the binge of The Sopranos. Hey! I had to put Malcolm on the back burner. Oh no! Malcolm, I come in for Malcolm for like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, like if yeah. something really rough just happens in uh, The Sopranos, Malcolm comes in and you know, yeah. Brian Cranston grabs me and he, he holds gives me the giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ma- Malcolm Spro- on the back burner. Malcolm on the back burner, but Sopranos forefront and making making me me look silly for not watching it before. Oh no! Because oh oh, is this a great show? Yeah. Oh, I mean, really it, good show. It, it <laughs> like it's it's the Breaking Bad of television. Like, <laughs> it's like, Breaking Bad of mobs. <laughs> it was it was Breaking Bad before we got Breaking Bad. It was it was really like that. The Wire. Yeah. And, um, would we like, have just uh, would we have got Breaking Bad without The Sopranos? Do you reckon? Because I, I feel like The Wire holds up a lot as well. Everyone talks <laughs> about The Wire. Uh. The Sopranos, man, James Gandolfini, R.I.P. He is incredible in this show mm. as Tony Soprano. Uh, everyone, like everyone's great in the show, um, and you know the show is just getting better and better. It's getting more intense. Where you are like you the characters at now? More. Uh, season four. Okay, how many seasons were there? Six. Oh, okay. So you're actually you're you're in yeah. like you're in, I'm in you're in the Empire Strikes Back of the Sopranos. I'm in. We're here. Um, yeah, man. Look. I love Tony Soprano so much. Like, he is one of the best anti-heroes. Mm. But, like, you shouldn't be rooting for the guy. But, like, it's so funny when, like, he wakes up at 12 o'clock every day in his robe, he comes downstairs and eats a cereal. And, like, oh, my God. 
it's just like there's so many like these are gangsters, but then we we, we spend so much time with them doing normal mundane things. Yep. It humanizes like, them. Mm-hmm. It's like it's incredibly like the contrast between like watching something like The Godfather to watching this, where you see like mm. this is what like uh, television depicted them used where they used to be. And now this, I don't want to say this is how they work. Cause I'm not going. The yeah. Godfather nailed gangsters. Yeah, um, to- totally. But, in in your professional opinion, they mm-hmm. they they got the mafia down pat. No, but like uh, when you watch something like uh, The Godfather compared to how they act in The Sopranos, just like the contrast of, mm. of everything is so incredible. You obviously spend a lot more time with the characters in The Sopranos and like uh, everyone's great. And uh, I love being in this universe. I care about the characters now. Mm. Uh, there's scenes, there's like there's a character and something awful happens to them. And like you're begging for them to tell Tony Soprano what happened to them because he would just like, he, he sort of like that, but she knows what in an she, instant. she knows what he would do. Yeah. Um, and she she she's too good to get someone else killed. Yeah. And even though what they did was awful to her, and you get so much tension just from that, like mm-hmm. as a drama, because like, because they're like they're sitting in the office and you're just screaming at the TV for her to tell him, yeah. but she's like she's too good of a person. Yeah. Oh, um, we love a good moral quandary. We do. I like the show's. Great, like, and I love him so much, but like, he's a piece of shit. Um, yep. like, he cheats on his wife, he has affairs. Like, there's a situation where, like, she knows, yeah. but like, you know, you still love him, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, as wrong it's, as it's it, really tough in that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, he, he's great. I just, I, I'm really into the show at the moment. I can't wait to see how it ends and then watch the movie. Yeah, watch the film. Nice little treat at the end. I mean, that's a little treat. Uh, other than that, like, you know, Mac in the Middle is great. I, oh, yeah. Also, How I Met Your Mother is a palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got two different comedies, sitcoms on as palate cleanser. Well, like, I try to avoid falling asleep to Mac in the Middle because I'm trying to watch it. Yeah, you're like, actually if trying I, to if actively I, watch it. If I know I'm going to fall asleep to something, then How I Met Your Mother comes on. Yeah. And funny enough, the episode I watched last night was the Brian Cranston episode of How I Met Your Mother. So, <laughs> so you, you ended up watching it anyway? Yeah, he's great uh, in that as well. He really has no limit to his acting capability. Yeah. I remember wanting to see that film that he did, Trumbo. I wanted, uh, I yeah, I heard that. it was boring. Yeah, I just heard it was very dull. Dull, yeah. Mm. So Trumbo, not for everyone, though. Maybe, maybe when I'm old. Maybe when you're old and you're senile. And, you yeah, know, and you're like, oh, I want to see what the old Hollywood was like. Your grandparent, your grandparents, sorry, your grandkids just need yeah. to keep you on the couch. Yeah, and like the grandkids are like, "Wow, remember that old actor?" Yeah, like, you, you, <laughs> wow. grand grandpa, we just want you to sit here and shut up for a while. So here's one of your old pictures. Yeah, here's one of your old pictures, and it's Tom. We're gonna Holland. go living up. We're gonna go live in the virtual world. Fuck. Oh yeah, they'll be all over the metaverse. Yeah, they're like, we live the movies, grandpa. They they the put movies. they put VR on us and we go and we experience it. Yeah, we'll be like, you guys should watch this old sci-fi movie, Ready Player One. And we'll be like, that gives us a headache. <laughs> oh man, this this yeah, people went and saw Avatar and it was crazy. And they'll be like, but grandpa, <laughs> Avatar three comes out to cinemas next fall. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. It's it's twenty one eighty. It's twenty eighty one. It's 2081. Avatar 3 is about to hit cinemas. Oh, God. We love you, James. Avatar 2 comes out this year. Reminder, soon. Insane. Knives Out 2 also comes out soon. That's a weird one, because we haven't had a full trailer yet, have we? Nope. We just had that one little little 
spot. Mm. Jeez, so that's exciting. Anyway, I watched a film. A film? This week. We saw Nope. Uh, and then I've had one film in my mind for the rest of the week. And, that, and I mentioned it in and our Nope review. Yes, man. Yes, man. Bray. <laughs> nope. Bray unofficial. Yes, Bray unofficial, you know. And then, like, Always Be My Maybe is kind oh. of like. Yeah, it's in, it's in between a little bit. It's a, it's, a, it's a great unofficial trilogy, so. Oh. <laughs> that is such different movies. I love that. Yeah, so, you know, you got all them in there. But um, anyway, so I watched Signs because I kept mm. talking about uh, Nope and how it gave me the feelings of Signs, especially, mm. like, scenes where, like, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is walking around in, like, the ranch and it's nighttime and, and like, things are spooky. Straight from Signs. Uh, if you have not watched Signs, yeah, Alex. Hypothetically, yourself, if people haven't watched Signs, what what do would yourself you say a to favor them? and go watch Signs? Alright, I'll, I'll go. It right is, now. it is. Yeah, <laughs> bye, Alex. You know, enjoy the rest <laughs> of the, the show. <laughs> have a good show. Oh, well, guys, it looks like I'm going to sit here and do. This. It's it's an hour and forty five minutes. Oh, it's we like that. Mwah. That's a solid is, time for a movie. It is M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. It is not a twisty one though. Oh, okay. There's not not many twists and turns in this one. People consider there being twists in it, but they're not twists. Mel Gibson um, and Joaquin Phoenix. My God. Yeah, great cast. Uh, Abigail, very young Ab- Abigail Breslin in Abigail her first Breslin, ever role. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, M Night the, Sham- the Culkin brother. Yep the the one from Scream Four. He's in it. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, M Night Shyamalan has a part in the film. Oh, he's like a proper in part. It. He's in the movie. Ray Reddy. He plays. Oh, yeah. He has a character name. Ray Reddy. What? Yeah, he plays Ray Reddy. Uh, man, this is like, th- in terms of writing for a movie, incredible. Like, yeah. this is a movie where you, you watch once and then you watch again and there's like, just you get heaps more out of it. There's a line so early on in the film that has so much like impact that you don't know unless you watch it a second time That's like cool. it's just character like it's not in your face it's like setting up characters and mm. like realistic circumstances where like we don't know the full information about what's happened to these characters in the yep. past but knowing that and watching it again we understand why maybe they don't want to take their dog to the vet and instead they go see the real doctor to yep. take their dog to That's like, I, I love when a story is that well written and so comprehensively mm-hmm. understood by the writer and the team where they can have these moments where when you do go back and watch it, you have these moments where you're like, oh my God, there's so many little details in there that were setting it all up the entire time. Um, uh, after I binge watched Steven Universe uh, and then forced Michaela to watch it, there's so much in those early episodes, which like a deep cut, References it's always, to stuff that happens later on. Oh my god! It's always good when you go back and you watch that and you go, "Wow!" Uh, you never really truly appreciate writing until the second watch. Yeah, um, is what I like to think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, terrifying film, but not jump scare terrifying. Okay, good. I can do that. Yep. Like uh, you know, we're, we're following an alien invasion, mm. and we're from the perspective of this family, just this family who okay. discover a crop circle. Mm. Um, on their land, uh, all the practical stuff they do, where they they actually made the crop circle, like it's Damn. the crop circle isn't CGI. It's they really did that. I respect that. Uh, God, and it looks fantastic. Forever. Yeah, uh, you can even people even go on Google Earth and they look at 
look at like through the time, you can see like the leftovers of the crop circle, oh like my going God. back when they filmed it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, incredible. And then oh is <sighs> it the same one as the one on the poster? Because that's like detailed. Yeah, that's a that's impressive. That, that is a crop circle, and it looks great. Yeah. Uh but the, the look, the aliens don't look great for most part of the film. They keep them in the dark and in the shadows because they knew. Good call. Um, but like, it's not what the film's about. The film's yeah. about Mel Gibson, who plays a a uh, a priest who's lost his faith. Oh. And and it's all <laughs> An like interesting position for Mel Gibson. <laughs> and it's very much like you follow his character and like you follow the family and how they all interpret her, interpret like um coincidences and like signs mm. like like is it a miracle or is it a coincidence yeah like they explore and is, that is it related to what they're currently investigating or mm-hmm. is it just happenstance the only fault of the film is not the film's fault oh <laughs> the only fault of the film happens because it's scary movie three oh, scary no. movie three is a it's the, the science is a major parody for that film right which one was scary? and uh, it's one of the aliens, right? And the ring. And um, did I see this one? And there's a joke in it that is a joke from this a real serious part of the film. This film, and every time this film in this movie, the serious part happens, I only think of the joke from Scary Movie Three. Right. So uh, I don't want to go into it too much because I actually uh, want you to watch. It's the one that. Oh yeah, yes, I have. I have seen Scary Movie Three, unfortunately. Yeah. Jesus. Oh my god! Um, With the Eminem rap battle and stuff, yeah. and the, the aliens don't they? Don't they? Don't they? Yeah, they pee out the fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie great. Sheen. Charlie Sheen, always a bit of Wild. fun. I just saw the poster <laughs> for Scary Movie Three. That's so funny and so dumb as a parody of Signs. That's great. Yeah, and I just I really want more people to watch Signs. It's slept on. It's one of the best movies no one talks about. Yeah, I feel like even when people just talk about Shyamalan, like hmm. it, I, they don't, don't, I don't, I don't hear talk about people science. mention signs. Um, it's incredible. In I love the movie. Joking Phoenix. I don't care. People talk about signs. Yeah, no one, no one. People don't even know he's in the film. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea until I just. He's like a main it. character. That's um, crazy. Yeah, no. So there's there's one part in this film that is like it's so scary. Mm. Like in terms of like not tension, it's like in terms of like we see something. Ooh. I don't know if I. Wa- I'm just gonna say, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is watching the news. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 it goes through a whole thing where like he puts the TV in the cupboard under the stairs and just sits there watching it. Yeah, like the, the news. He's watching the news for alien sightings and like key up there in the situation. So he sounds and, like most of modern day America. Yeah, <laughs> and. He's in he's in the cupboard watching like in the cupboard under stairs watching the TV and mm. like we see him watching and this lady in the news comes up and they go we have footage of one of the aliens um brace yourselves what you're seeing is is going to be disturbing mm. and like it's just a shitty can it's just shitty phone footage of a dad filming his daughter's birthday party mm. and they're all seeing something in the bushes and you see an alien walk past mm. and it is horrifying oh god it's it's like it's up there is one of the scariest. Real. Mm-hmm. It's up Ooh. there is one of the scariest moments on t- on like in film. Yeah. And uh, like, but without being like, boom. yeah, without just being like an out of nowhere jump scare. Exactly. Um, yeah. I want Which, more people to watch Signs. I, I personally, 
give it a five out of five. It's in my top mm-hmm. top ten of all time. Damn. Probably my favorite Shyamalan film. Love, I love uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Of course, or just, just. Nah, like, nah, but like, really, come on, like, oh. what was this shit when yeah. like M Night made a masterpiece and then they do this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, M. Night made the movie, and then they thought, oh, that'll be a they good made a cartoon, cartoon series. What the fuck? Can you so imagine stupid. if people are out there thinking that? People, like, think I'm serious, too. They was like, this fucking Oh, Instagram. my God, yeah, that too as well. This piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah. It's because the discs arrive upside down, so we get them in the wrong order. Exactly. That's how it happens. Everything's upside down. It's annoying. Wow. Yeah, anyway, I, I didn't know you, you held signs in such a high regard. I, I only saw it like four years ago. My friend went, we should watch signs. And I went, well, okay, we'll watch signs. Well, that's even and better went, because it means you're not nostalgic for it. No, I'm not. I just love a good movie. Oh, nice. Probably Mel Gibson's best film. I'd really love to watch it as a group. Yeah. So I can sit there and explain why it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to explain it to people. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah. That's fair enough. I just want to explain, like, something happens in the movie and, like, a radio turns on and I want yep. to be like, this is why the radio turns on. because this is happening because this, this is because this, this is happening. The movie doesn't explain it, but if you look at it, you mm. know it. If, you're, if you read the, t- the tie-in comic book that was a prequel beforehand, you'll understand it better. But yeah, not a twisty boy, just a good boy. We love a good boy. We love a good um, boy. I think, I think my, we're my voice hurts. I think we're off. Yeah, <laughs> no, we've we've definitely done a podcast. Um, we did it. You I think we're off, we're off to see a good boy on the Warner Brothers DC Studios. Are you coming to that? Yeah. I, when is it? Uh, it's on like look, a Saturday. Yeah, I need to look at that. Um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to pay to see it, so I'll happily go no, see yeah. it as a preview. I want to see. I just assumed no one to go, and I was just like, am I gonna have to try and find someone to go? And then if not, I won't go. No, I'll, I'll come with. Okay, oh, shit. We're going to go see DC Super Pets then, even though it's DC already been out in America. League of Super Pets. It's, uh, you, you can probably already watch it on HBO Max. Probably. <laughs> probably. Well, unless it gets pulled uh, Sunday, the Max. 28th of August. Okay. Um, don't say where it is, because otherwise we are completely doxing the preview event. Um, in Glenelg. In Glenelg. Wow, what a weird spot for it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, Get excited for our review for that. Yeah, you can On look Sunday forward to the 20th of August. Incredibly late review of that. But hey, our Nope review was late and that still did all right. So, hey, we did all right. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope's a big yes from us. We're still talking about it a week later. That's yeah. how much you could say. Watch, watch Nope and then love Nope and then go watch Signs and then love Signs. There you go. Don't watch Signs before Nope, though. Because uh, it'll ruin Signs? Was... <laughs> No, because I have a feeling that you go watch Signs and then Nope's disappointing. Uh, wow. Ooh. Hot takes. I love Nope. I love Signs, but I love Signs. And I think That's with great. that, that is an episode of MT Millennial Movie Talk. We did um, a show. It was just us, and we did it. Um, no, it. Not a dull moment. I'd say we boot the other two off. Oh. Oh. Vote down damn. below if you want to get rid of the other two. Let us know. And, you know, if, if you want to get rid of us, we won't count those votes, but obviously we'll read yeah. them. Because uh, this is a completely balanced democratic system in which your vote matters if it's correct. Le- if, if your vote matters unless it doesn't follow our, uh, <laughs> yeah. our path of the show. Yeah. Tot- totally 
not in line with any of the current uh, Western political powers. Um, you can follow us on your podcast service of choice, most likely Spotify. You can find us over there, or you can find us on anchor.fm slash Millennial Movie Talk. Where if you, you can leave you can a review on anything, leave mm. a review. Yeah, we want to see it. We want to hear it. There are reviews uh, on Spotify now. You can leave like, a review there. Like this video if you're up to this point. We yep. like to see that. Anything helps. Yep. Uh, like a video. Leave a comment below. Maybe share the show with jo- your friends. If you're join like, the chat. Hey, if if you see us live, join the chat. If you somehow Brenton did shout out to see Brenton us live. You can join us in the chat. How good is that? That's good. We we had interactions this episode. It was thrilling. It was quite off. It it threw me for a second because it was so unexpected. I could have been making it making it up. I wasn't. Ooh. But I could have been. Oh. Ooh, can you like go and remove the chat so no one can tell if you're lying or Does not? Does Brenton exist? We don't it's a know. secret account. Um, it's, it's me. Like, it's like Scott I'm Morrison Brenton. having five different positions in the cabinet. Oh, my God. Oh, we don't mention that, but that's not good. Oh my God, so bad. Um, and bad. if you want to, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash talk. You can chuck us a buck or two. Help we make did the it. show it happen. Us. Um, what if you voted him and you gave himself more power? <laughs> and with saying that. What have we done? I'm Alex. I'm Brayden. And we're out of here. Goodbye, everyone.